Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated or underseen. I'm Alice Oliver and this week it was Josh's turn to pick the film and he went with Vacation from 2015. So let's see what we reckon. So Josh, Vacation from 2015. Yes, indeed. Spoiler warning listeners if you haven't seen it yet. So Josh, tell us what is the film about And why did you pick it? So what's the film about? Well, it is a continuation slash sequel. Not really too sure what it is, but it's in the world of the National Lampoon uh, vacation films that are primarily from the 80s and 90s, which are Christmas Vacation, European Vacation with the Griswold family. Uh, Most famously had obviously Chevy Chase in it as as, um, Clark Griswold and then his wife played by Beverly D'Angelo. In this version, their son, Rusty, who has grown up, played by Ed Helms, is going on a similar vacation with his family. So it's him and his two sons and his wife, played by Christina Applegate, and they're going to Wally World and disaster ensues, essentially. That, that, is, that is what it's about. Um, why did I pick it? Well, so I, I picked this one for a couple of reasons. Firstly, we hadn't done an out-and-out comedy for a while. And okay. I thought, well, you know, I'll just pick an out-and-out comedy. I can't really remember the last time we did an out-and-out comedy that wasn't even like a little bit of a rom-com or a little bit of something else. So what, that's one okay. of the reasons. Mm-hmm. And this one's been on my list for a little while because it it, it was really poorly received okay. when it came <laughs> out, right? And, you know, it's not perfect, as I've said before, when I, you know, I've picked this sort of thing before. But I think there's things to like in there, and I think it's actually okay. As I say, it's not perfect. It probably wouldn't be in there and the greatest comedies ever made. But I think there's enough to to like in there to say that it's underseen. Sorry, underrated. 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 The other one. The other one. The other one. The other whole 50% of the point of the podcast. That's it. (laughs) Only two to remember. Only two. Uh, and, (laughs) And I forgot one of them. Anyway, so... Had you seen this before? I hadn't seen it. Hadn't heard of it. Had no idea about this extended... Universe so you're not you're really... you not familiar with the National Lampoon films like Christmas not at all. So you've never watched like um, Christmas Vacation or anything like that. Nope. Really? No. You no never I don't that know. One? I don't know a darn thing. Like I I recognise the title. Yeah. When you just said it, but no, I have no idea what that means. What that's in reference it's, to. It's or just anything. a series of comedy films from the eighties and nineties that okay. are essentially about one family called the Griswolds, and it's are just they they're good? all. Should I go? Um, I've not not seen all of them. I've seen, I think, two of them. The one, so the Christmas one's good, and the the one where they go to Europe's quite funny. 
Yeah, I mean they're okay. They're like you know they're they're, mm-hmm. they're very of their time, but they are. It, yeah, it, it, it follows it follows the same formula as this, which is uh-huh. man tries to get family to bond, everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Man tries to yeah. keep it together. Wife <laughs> is con- you know is um, voice of reason. Yeah, and, classic and fa- formula. Farcical things and shoot. Yeah, you know it's mm-hmm. very formulaic. It's very predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as I say, I think there's enough in it. So you're not seen it before. So did you have any mm-hmm. expectations going into it then? Um, no, no, not really at all. Obviously, you see the thumbnail and you mm. kind of get a bit of a vague idea so, of who so might when, be in um, it. When Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo turn up in this, did that just mean nothing to you? I was like, there's peers from Community. That's that's what that <laughs> meant to me. That, that was that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well that's, that, that's funny, isn't it? A lot, I've never, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's not like even heard of those films before. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's... Uh, Maybe they're more underseen than I thought. I th- I thought they were pretty well, uh, pretty pretty no, well known. I, defi- I definitely think I'm I'm the issue here. I think <laughs> I think it's like like I'm the know, problem. You're the problem. I do think I'm it's the not, problem. And I will admit it's not that. me. It's you. Is what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so well, let's get stuck into it then. So I'm a bit I'm nervous here. What 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 did you okay. think? All right, all right. So oh, for God. me, oh god, it's for me. It was a somewhat unoriginal, mm-hmm. uninspiring family caper comedy knocked up several notches by a brilliant cast, right? So okay. Ed Helms, Christina Applegate, Chris Hemsworth, and Keegan-Michael Key are all people that make me smile just by being there. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. Ed Helms and Christina Applegate, I thought, were brilliant together. And seeing a young Chris Hemsworth is just really entertaining for me now. Yeah, like, yeah. he is one of those that I could probably watch anything that he's in. And I actually did the other day as well. I, he's in a film on Netflix that turned out to be really mediocre. But just him being there just like made it, enough, it better. It was enough to make so, it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many like Tom Hardy or Benedict Cumberbatch films oh, I've yeah. watched and been like, why am I watching this? It's because they're in it. Like I'm yeah, not, I yeah. couldn't give a shit about the film. If you replace them with someone else, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, and that is how I feel about him. So mm. when he turned up, I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Um, so yeah, I thought, but you know, bit meh. But the cast, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the cast, I thought were brilliant. And you got and Charlie made, Day in there as well, and um, Caitlin Olsen, D, uh, uh, D, what's her, D what's from Sweet, name? Sweet D, D yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So was, you got Caitlin Olsen, Caitlin that's Olsen, it, Nick, that's Nick it. Yeah, Kroll, Michael there. Pena, um, yes, a lot of uh, Leslie Mann, like Leslie Mann, the, yeah, playing assistant. Massive cast in yeah. there. So did, um, it, did it make you laugh even like a little bit? Yeah, some of it did. Yeah. some of it did. So some some of the best humor in it was around uh, kind of misunderstanding and such. So mm. obviously there's one moment where the son, so Ed Helms' kid, Rusty, so, so Rusty's son doesn't know what a rim job is. So he asks <laughs> Rusty, what's a rim job? What, and, but what is, he doesn't what know either. What is a either. rim job, Alice? What's a... It, well, it's when you kiss someone with your lips because your lips are like the rim, right? <laughs> yes, so then they're is, outside... They're outside this motel in public. There's a girl that he, that he fancies and I think another adult or something. And he goes, oh, you're not too old to give your dad a good night rim job, are you? Because he <laughs> thinks it's just a kiss. And so that sort of thing I do find funny. Um, so for you, was this like a, a first time watch in a while? Yeah, or probably a couple was, of years. I think I saw yeah. it around the time it was probably released on streaming or whatever. And uh-huh. it was just one of those films I, I'd, I put on. You know, you might see it on the banner on one of the streaming services. You just want something mm. that's just disposable, light, easy, easy, easy watch. Watching. And I knew the other mm. films as well. And I had heard as well. I'd heard, I remember it coming out and it being poorly received by critics and stuff. Oh, so I think okay. I probably put it on out of curiosity 
in that sense as well. Yeah, want to assess this. Like, was it as bad as they think? Exactly, um, exactly. So what did, like, what were your thoughts? Were you sort of delighted? Did it still have the same magic for you? So, so yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it this time round more or less the same amount as I enjoyed mm. it when I watched it. I still think it's pretty funny. I, I, mm -hmm. I, still, I, I laughed a good few times. I, I, I laughed in this film more than I've laughed at other films that are comedies and stuff like that. So... Mm -hmm. I think um, it's quite relatable. Like if you ever spent a long time in your fam with your family in a car, I think all the family, like you say, they're all really quite likable. You know, you got Ed Helms who gives a really good central performance as as Rusty, as the so sort good. of yeah, he's so the, funny, yeah, he's like the you know the middle class waspy dad type of thing, yeah. trying to trying to keep it together, just all and and you know. That's what makes the old films good as well. And I won't keep harping on about the good films, but it's all about how the dad or the parents have always got the best of intentions. Like mm -hmm. there's no like, there's no malice. All they want to do is bond as a family, have some good quality family time and, and all that sort of stuff. And I, and I quite like that. I think, I think there's an innocence to it. And mm -hmm. I don't think, and I'll come on to this in a bit. There are parts where it perhaps falls a little bit into the lowest common denominator humor, but I think there's enough things in there that make me laugh that aren't like knob jokes or poo jokes or fart <laughs> jokes. Like, like the bit, Bit the of fact that. that yeah, there's, there's, a bit there's of that, definitely but... <laughs> a bit of that, and we'll come on to that. But the fact that the car is so shit, it's just a really, oh, it's, a, it's a really simple car, joke that, they, yeah. that, that, that there was no rental cars, so we had to rent a really shit make, and there's just they don't know what the buttons do, so stuff keeps going wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And like I find that really funny. There's the bit where the five different cops are in the five different states, and they're all trying to arrest each other. Yeah, it's yeah just, this is my jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So, so I suppose the humour is quite juvenile, is quite daft, but it's more silly than rude. And mm. I, I quite like that. I think there's, there's, there's an innocence to it. It definitely does feel, like I say, like the Griswold films of old, that whole idea of the dad is perpetually optimistic. Like, things mm. are just going wrong for him. He's getting hurt. He's getting covered in crap. And... He's just like, well, kids, you know, pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off. That whole idea, that sort of stick up the arse, like, uh, what's the word? Not, um, uh, what's the word? R not repentive. Up uptight. Yeah, yeah, like uptight, like, you know, yeah, like definitely hasn't had sex for years, sort of. Uh, right, okay, sort know, of a bit oppressed. Oppressed, himself. that's the word. Yeah. Like, re yeah. <laughs> repressed, oppressed, whatever the word is. Yeah, mm. I think the two the two teenage sons are good in this as well. Like, I quite they enjoy that. Good. Christina Applegate is brilliant, so she plays She's the sort so of um, unfulfilled, bored, moral compass of the family. Um, mm -hmm. Like you say, good little perform uh, like, like uh, performances from the supporting cast as well. Chris Hemsworth, Leslie Mann, Charlie Day, you know, like you say, Keegan-Michael Key, people like that. So Leslie Mann's in this as well. So she plays the sister who is also a character in the old in the old films from the 80s and she's mm. grown up and married to a really right-wing <laughs> conservative weatherman mm -hmm. played by Chris Hensworth. That's quite funny. I really like Leslie Mann. I think she's one of the, I think one of the most underrated actors. I've actually got a film of hers that I want to pick, which I'm saving oh. for a few films time. Um, but I will I will probably pick that in the next, I don't know, couple of months or whatever. So Ooh, very exciting. Overall, that, that was my main point was the cast are likable, they all give good performances, mm. the sporting cast are great, and the story is really quite simple and I think it's done quite well. It's not perfect, you know, there are flaws with it, which we'll get onto, but I think it's it's just pretty funny. Yeah. So some of the 
uh, moments of comedy for me were so kind of a running theme throughout is like overdoing the joke. So usually past to the point of it being funny until it becomes funny again, if you get what yeah. I mean. So yeah. Rusty, Rusty's co-pilot is an older gentleman and he says to Rusty, like, oh, thank you for going to bat for me last week in reference to like <laughs> yeah. a disciplinary or something that he got at work or them wanting him to leave because he's too old or something. And then he repeats this to Rusty like three or four times, obviously indicating that he has poor memory. And it's funny because like the second time it's like, oh yeah, you've done it again, haha. But then the third or fourth time it becomes funny again. Mm. And this happens again when they're on the plane and there's some turbulence and Rusty gropes a female passenger sort of accidentally because the turbulence has knocked him into her. And it doesn't happen once, it doesn't happen twice, it happens three or four times. Mm. And it's funny that it can go from being maybe a little bit funny to not being funny to them being even funnier it's a bit like I don't, um, I don't know what you, how that happens well you see it a lot in uh in family guy don't you so they'll do jokes yeah. where it's like overdo it's it, over yeah. and, it and, and it can go for like there are some episodes of family guy where there's a joke in it where i will like skip i'll yeah, skip the, last about I'll skip the, yeah yeah and, and i think the whole idea <laughs> ladies is and gentlemen Mr. Yeah. Or there's ones where it's like, you know, Peter's bought Chris a frog and he's trying to get rid of it and he throws it against the, the, the wheel. Oh, he keeps throwing it And he keeps, it, yeah, and it keeps trying to get it and it just keeps flopping corpse. down. And yeah, I think yeah. if, you plot, if you plot a trajectory of the joke, you're like, there's the initial <laughs> funniness and then there's like a pause and then as it goes up, then you start thinking about. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on? Like, why am I? Frog, why is it? Yeah. So, and then you laugh because of the awkwardness of the length of time. And then you mm -hmm. start laughing because you're laughing. 
mm-hmm. and then you start laughing at because it gets ridiculous, doesn't it? So yeah. it sort of goes up and down a little bit, a little bit like uh, like well, like a roller coaster, which is a bit of a plot of the film. Indeed, so analysis, definitely a little an- bit analysis. like that. There we are. Um, the other one as well that I just have to mention is so Chris Hemsworth, so Stone. One of his things is that he compares everything to a faucet. Yeah. Like his, like he his like analogies or like his metaphors or whatever are always connected to a faucet. Yeah. And again, this happens like four or five times that he does it. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. And his delivery as well. It, Chris Hemsworth is just he's he's so funny. He was a real highlight for me. Like when he came on the screen, I was like, oh, awesome. I, yeah, he was just so funny. And, and they do a, um, they do a really good job of just making a joke out of the fact that it's Chris Hemsworth. Like he's just like tall, handsome, muscly. Yeah, and like, just perfect in every way yeah. except for being incredibly right wing and having <laughs> yeah. some really weird views yeah. on things. But again, that's weird as well. And you know, it just. Uh, he was just a really entertaining character to have. Um, I really like some of the family dynamic and even beyond the immediate family, some of the relationships between the other characters. So within the family, you've got the younger brother who bullies his older, more sensitive brother. Mm. You've got Rusty, who isn't a bad husband, but just doesn't seem to understand his wife's needs at all. Like she talks about the fact that she'd love to go to Paris or at least just go on a different vacation (laughs) this year instead of the same cabin that they go to every year. So what does he do? He plans to go to a theme park that was meaningful to him as a child Mm. and means absolutely nothing to her (laughs) and somehow comes to the conclusion that that will make her happy. So he's not bad and he's not a prick, but they just feel like they aren't on the same page a lot of the time. And then there's obviously comedy in there. And then beyond that, pretty much everyone's relationship with Stone uh, is is amusing. So if I'd watched this when it came out, I think before Hemsworth, uh, you know, cementing himself as Thor and all that, I don't think it would have been as funny for me. And I reckon it, it, I would have been totally unamused by that character. Mm. But it's almost like retroactively funny, if you get me. A bit like how I feel about Bill and Ted. Like, it's just funnier because Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, it's, it's like a bit like the way Tom Cruise is in Tropic Thunder. Like, if that's not... Yes. Like, the way, you, yeah. the way you watch Tropic Thunder, you're... If that was, like, another comedy actor, if that was... I know he's already in it, but if that was Jack Black or someone like yeah, that... you expect You'd just be like, it, oh, suppose, it's Jack Black, yeah. in it? Because it's Tom Cruise, you're laughing because what he's saying is funny, and then you go, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Like, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I can't believe it's Tom Cruise. And And... That self-referential humour by casting someone like Tom Cruise. And like you say, at this point in his career, Chris Hemsworth wasn't wasn't as big as Tom Cruise. He wasn't even as big as Chris Hemsworth is now. Probably wasn't Mm. quite a household name. Like he'd done the first two Thors, but he wasn't, you know, Mm. he wasn't the biggest movie star or one of the biggest movie stars in the world at that time. Whereas if if he did it now, he he would be. So that that little nod and wink at the audience, I think, makes that joke work. Yeah, it's funny. And... Um, I also feel like actually some thought has gone towards the character depth. Like everyone has their own personality, their own quirks yeah. and their own interests. And there's just a few little details and off-the-cuff remarks throughout that help you believe that these characters existed like before the film started yes. yeah, yeah. and that they've had a life. So you do believe them a bit more. And I think you get you actually get a bit more depth to them um, than you would perhaps other comedies. But I suppose that's maybe to do with what you said, that there is this extended universe and that, you know, these characters in sort of some form or another did exist before did, this film. Did, you, did it work for you as if this was, obviously you didn't know that, so did it work for you mm. in a film on, on its own? Do you think you... Oh, totally. That's what yeah, I mean. It, it, it works well, it, doesn't it? You didn't feel... It does. Like, you don't feel lost and you don't feel like you're missing it's, it's anything. It's not like it if literally you watched, just feels um, like... If you picked an audience member up and went, right, watch Endgame and get as much out of it as you can. 
Oh, because someone's going to go. Well, you know, it's it's good, but I don't. This doesn't. Why do I care? This payoff doesn't work. This payoff doesn't work. This payoff doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think I'm not comparing this to Endgame, but you know what I mean. There are some films (laughs) that are reliant on your knowledge of other things. Yeah, exactly. And this isn't relying on the knowledge of the other films too, because it was sort of a reboot at the time, except obviously Mm. the original guys, which you didn't know were in it. Um, Because Ed Helms doesn't play Rusty in the old films. Mm. It's actually, one of them's the guy from the Big Bang Theory, and one of them is Anthony Michael Hall, um, Mm. who who actually I think were asked to do it and just weren't really bothered. But um, yeah, so so one thing I did want to ask you about, what did you think about the represent, not representation, the relationship between the brothers? The kids? Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I thought that it was, was really one funny. of my favorite one of my favorite dynamics that the younger brother's bullying the older yeah. brother. The older brother is obviously he's he's quite sensitive and quite emotional and he wants to sort of spread his wings in his own way mm. and you know he keeps he keeps like seven different journals <laughs> like a wish journal and a dream journal and all this and he's like he's quite innocent and quite sweet. And then it's just funny to have the younger brother who just like terrorizes him and like writes, what does he write? Penis on his guitar (laughs) and stuff. And yeah, I really liked it. And it sort of kind of turns on its head a little bit, doesn't it? About the older sibling being the bully and now the younger sibling's the bully. Um, But no, I thought they were, and they were great little actors. I thought thought they were were really great. Uh, One of them is called um, Steel something. The the young kid is called Steel, which I think is really cool. I think he's called Steel. Steel and stone in the same (laughs) film. But no, I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the fact that the older boy um, is quite sensitive. Mm. But they don't, they don't over egg the pudding with the joke too much. Like other films would make it look like he's like, oh, you know, he's a bit of a loser. But I don't mm-hmm. think he is a bit of a loser in this. I think it's just that he's just a bit sensitive. Like he just has his, has he wants to be a certain way and he is a certain way. And the parents, mm. the, the only real way they're worried about him is they're just worried about his resilience. They're not worried about like, they're not ashamed of him. Do you know what mm. I mean? There are other films where it, like, you know, it makes it like to, to be a, a bloke, a young man who is like this makes you less of a man. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, whereas in yeah, this, it's, it's not great. They do, they do have a bit of a joke about it, but it's not like, oh, you're shit man do you know what I mean it's like mm. it's just a, more of a joke around the relationship between the two brothers and I and I quite like that yeah like the only person whose criticism he's got to fight off is the little brother mm. and obviously he's just a child so it's never it's never really super malicious or anything like his parents don't mind they're just I suppose a little bit worried for him yeah. and obviously worried about the fact that his little brother is is bullying him. <laughs> um just finally as well, I really enjoyed the ending when they're singing a Kiss from a Rose yeah. on a roller coaster. <laughs> really loved that. It was just kind of, it was random. Well, like, not even that random because they'd already established that the dad likes singing. Like he was trying to get everyone to sing in the car and stuff. And then it just reminded me a little bit of uh, the end of 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. Like, this is the darling <laughs> of the end of Christmas. Um, yeah, I was just, yeah. I suppose a little bit Family Guy-esque in that sense as well. Quite similar. Okay, so we'll move on to talking about anything that we perhaps didn't like about the film or that we would change. So, Josh, I'm coming at you. What are you thinking? (laughs) Uh, Well, I suppose I've already touched on it a little bit. It is a bit formulaic. Mm-hmm. So you, there are no surprises in this film. It is not turning over anything new. You know what's going to happen. So there are bits where it does fall back into like a bit of gross-out humour. You know, there's a bit where they mm-hmm. think that they're bathing in muddy, hot mud springs. Oh, yeah. And it turns out to be raw sewage. And, I, and, and Human, and, and, human feces. Yeah, and it's one of those jokes that's in there for the trailer. 
Uh-huh, and you're like, yeah. and you're like, you know, it didn't really add anything to the film, you know. So they do yeah. fall back on the old favourites a little bit in places in terms of gross-out humour. And I'm not that fussed, as we've talked about before. I'm not that fussed on gross-out humour. Same. So Same. it was, yeah, a little bit formulate, a little bit by, by the numbers. I mean, in, in some ways... I did. I didn't mind that, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't mind. There is always something comforting about the same old formulas, you know. Like <laughs> mm. we said before, you know what's going to happen in a film like this. You know what's going to happen in a in a comic book film. You know what's going to happen in an action film, whatever. But I can understand why you might think, you know, they, there was potential to do more and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I think as well, there definitely needs to be more of a female presence in the film because even so, you got Christina Applegate is the female lead as as, as Rusty's wife. The only real storyline she's got is that she's unfulfilled. And mm-hmm. we, again, we've seen that before. Well, you um, get, I suppose you get a little bit of her history when she, with, the, in, with the college fraternity De- Debbie, thing. Debbie do anything. Debbie do anything. And <laughs> she tries to do that obstacle course, but downs yeah. a beer and then vomits all over and, the and place. Could, and I do think they could definitely have done more with Leslie Mann's character. Because again, the only, the only two female, strong female characters in the film are both just unfulfilled women. Mm-hmm. And I think it could have done like for, for example, there is no reason why talking about things we might change. There's no reason why one of the two children couldn't have been a girl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I understand how it might have been a bit weird to have a younger boy battering his older sister. <laughs> but if you made if you made the little the the younger boy a girl, there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no reason why that wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe something like that, sort of slightly stronger, a stronger female presence, but. You know, other than it being a bit formulaic and that sort of thing about the the female presence, no, not nothing really. I don't really understand where the hate's coming from, which which is what we'll come on to. What about you? So you said you know you thought it was meh. So what what didn't you like about it? So not a massive amount to be honest. So it just it isn't really doing anything new. It's not breaking mm-hmm. new ground and not mm-hmm. really telling me new jokes that I haven't heard before. Just maybe dressing them up a bit differently. Um, and for the most part. The characters I did find really likable, but not necessarily unique. Mm. Um, They're but, stock, stock, yeah, stock but, family, aren't they? But that—that's kind of it. You know, that's literally all I've got on my list. Like there was, so I think just an overall feeling of, oh yeah, this is how this is going to go. Here's yeah. his one joke. Let's move to B. Oh, here's the next joke. Let's move to C. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously that branch, that sort of umbrellas over the whole film, shall we say? But. I mean, I didn't dislike it by any means. Mm. And there was definitely a lot more to like there than I think to not like. Yeah, how did you find the, the gross-out humour? So you've got obviously like the sewage bit, and then you've also got, like you say, she, Debbie throws up at one point. You've got mm-hmm. a couple of jokes about Chris Hemsworth's big dick. You know, yeah, like, oh, like, gross, yeah, terrible, uh, disgusting, like, yeah, awful. awful. stuff, awful. <laughs> Who wants to see Chris Hemsworth in his boxes? It's disgusting, Alice. It is, yeah. Stop objectifying men on Hollywood. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Um, but to, you know what, again, and this is weird because I'm usually not a fan of gross out humour, I said before, um, like there's some stuff that happens in Kevin and Perry that really done me in yeah. and even a bit in... The in, big uh, poo. Yeah, and is it just just Friends as well? There was a bit yeah, in there. Yeah, a couple of but, bits in that, yeah. There's a few films with we've this, done with it in. Again, it's almost like because of who was doing it and because of the actors... It just, it didn't affect me as much. No. They've got a spell over me, man. Ed it's and Christina, weird, they've cast great, a spell on me. They're great, aren't they? They're very, very, they're, they're really so good, aren't they? They're so lovely together. Yeah. So lovely together. Good chemistry. So we'll move on then to talking about the critical reception and finding out if it is indeed 
underrated. So I haven't seen the critical reception, Josh, but you've got it there in front of I you. I do, I do. If I was going to guess, I feel like the impression I get from what you said is that people weren't very nice about it. And mm. I think you said at one point you don't understand the hate. And the word hate mm. is a very, very, very strong word. So I wonder, I'm going to go low with this, you know, and I'm going to... I'm going to dip into the fours Ooh. and maybe say that it got a 4.8 or 4. a 48. And would that be would that be underrated if it was uh, that? Yes, I, yeah. I would give it a little bit higher. I think I think this is easily a 6.5. Yeah, easily. it's just a solid middle of the road. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, that's, so that's the same for me. Like I say, it's not, not doing anything new. It's not changing the world. But it's like, fun. you pop it on a, on, a, on a Saturday night, you just want something like, this is all right. Exactly. Remember, just my luck. Like, I feel exactly, exactly. the same way. It's much better than just my luck. <laughs> mm, don't know about that. It's not got Lindsay McFly Lohan, in it. McFly. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so let's have a look then. So at the time of recording on IMDb, mm. it gets six point one. Not too oh. bad. Not too pretty, bad. Pretty, pretty normal. Pretty, pretty, average. pretty around what we said. I think. I think yeah. that'd be fair. However, oh go on. At the time of recording, and this uh -huh. is what I don't understand. Right. All the right. audience on Rotten Tomatoes give it 45%. Ooh. And the Ooh. critics on Rotten Tomatoes give it 27%. Ooh, eek. Which averages out to 44%. Now, oh. for me, Alice, I just, I just think that's under... I just think it's, that's well underrated. That's really underrated for me. You know what that is, Josh? It's rotten. It is. Yeah. It's rotten from Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the yeah. cutoff is, but that's not... It's not that, that is bad. Low from the critics, man. That is low. What, I, I, I didn't even. I mean, I couldn't even. Apart from to all the things we've said, this is the funny thing: is all the things we've said are what they said that it's formulaic, that it's you know doesn't do anything new. Mm. But there's nothing wrong with releasing a film that's not trying to do anything new. I mean, how many bloody remakes has there been? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so if you're going into a film like this thinking, well, this better do something new for me, and this better change mm -hmm. the comedy landscape. Then you're yeah. gonna come out not liking it. You gotta know what you're going in for. And I think if you go into this with what we've said, you know, it's all right, average, middle of the road, decent comedy, forgettable, disposable, yeah. light, then that's what you get. I reckon if if the critics had maybe given it like a low five, yeah. I probably could have stomached that. Yeah, but I think twenty-seven percent. That's low, in it. That Harsh, says that, this it? is a bad film. I mean, that's mm -hmm. like we're getting into like we're getting into Green Lantern speed. Worst Ooh. film ever made territory there, and it's just not. <laughs> you know, it is. It is even Greece two got higher than that. Did it actually? Did it? Yeah, I think Greece two got like thirty eight or something, but it is a masterpiece. So you know, and you can't the, blame well, the critics. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so underrated. I underrated. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Uh -huh. I'm very very pleased about that. There you go. So there we go, another one in the underrated vault, in the very underrated vault, I think it's safe to stay, alongside Green Lantern, Speed 2, Grease 2, other ones that don't come to mind. We will be back next week with another film talking about that, whether it's underseen, whether it's underrated. We'll be back next week, so please keep subscribed, keep listening. We really appreciate you keep listening. It does genuinely mean a lot to us. If you'd like to get in touch with us and suggest a film, the email address is filmsonthatpod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We sometimes check them. Oh, do it. Slide into the DMs, <laughs> listeners. Um, and, and suggest a film. So it's, it's just Films on That Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias. And uh, we're on the television as well, aren't we, Alice? 
We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, we're on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. And... We've actually been bumped up on the Sky oh, listings. Eh? We were on channel 195. We're now on channel 188. Boom. So that's seven what, places. Seven whole places bumped up because, you know what, Josh? I like to think we've had something to do with that. I think so. Our, our film, film reviews have really shown off, Com, that we are a valuable asset to the people of Great Britain. Yeah. So every Friday from 6 p.m. Yes, lots of ways to listen, see, and hear us and all that jazz. So thank you very much for your continued support. And we will be back next week with another film. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.